Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hooker Show, a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Objective insight, expertise, top guest. Available on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the Off the Hook Sports app. Download now for free. Also available on OffTheHookSports.com. I compute and obey. Now, to Dave Hooker. Ready. We love it. It's a football Friday with Fred. Fred White will join us. We'll talk some balls a little bit later with Fred. Also, we'll discuss the best innovations in college football because LSU has air-conditioned helmets. Huh? That's real. Air-conditioned helmets. Coolant helmets. I don't know how that works i think elon musk may have been involved not 100 percent sure tennessee has odds to win the sec there are a couple of teams ahead of them that you would expect but one that's a what the h but we're going to use that right off the top and it's because the sec which i praise and i respect cannot settle on a long-term schedule and that was announced yesterday we'll get to that what the h how are you caleb calhoun Good. Happy Friday, Dave. Yeah, absolutely. Enjoy the weekend. And we still don't know long term scheduling with the SEC. What the H? Brought to you by Andy Mason Real Estate.com. I promise. It's the house. Let's just start that over. We'll start the whole thing over. How about that? <laughs> what the H? Brought to you by Andy Mason Real Estate.com. What the? 
What was he thinking? Release the hounds. The Dave Hooker Show. Keep cool. A presentation of offthehooksports.com. All right, so the SEC sticking with eight games when we all thought it was going to be nine, and then throughout the week at SEC spring meetings, we hear that there's this uncertainty. And I know Greg Sankey's probably just ready to absolutely spit nails because he wanted this thing done by the end of the week, I'm told. And he was okay with eight or nine. The permanent opponent, let's just settle on the thing. That's what he wanted. He didn't get that. So this is an interim schedule, essentially. So what the H brought to you by AndyMasonRealEstate.com. Best service, best prices in the biz. Andy Mason realestate.com just go to that website if you have any sort of real estate needs andy will take care of you over 40 years of experience in his office he'll save you thousands or tens of thousands i'm a big sec guy caleb i'm a guy that says the sec does all the right things it's essentially the ncaa nowadays because the ncaa is impotent but The SEC couldn't get it done, and it sounded a little bit like a fiasco as well as Texas and Oklahoma are in these meetings because they're joining the SEC, and yet they're not allowed to vote on some of these things. Caleb Calhoun, what do you make of the SEC doing an interim schedule stuck at eight games for 2024? I think nobody comes out of this looking worse than Greg Sankey. I have to be honest. And I said earlier in the week, Greg Sankey – Stuck his neck out. He said, I want nine games. I, he was very clear. He wants nine SEC games. This sends off the message that Greg Sinke is not running a tight ship with, with the league right now. And I never blamed him for adding Texas and Oklahoma. I always thought there was somewhat of a plan in place, and it doesn't look like there was. And this is a very – this is awful for the league. Let's – Dave – Think about this. There are 16 teams in the league. There's going to be no divisions, and you're going to play eight conference games. Do you realize how much competitive imbalance that's going to create in terms of schedule strength? They're going to take the top two teams with the best record to play for the SEC title. I mean, there are going to be two teams that play for the title because their schedule was so much easier than the other teams. That's how this is going to play out, honestly. And thinking about it that way, I don't know – how they can justify going this way. I didn't think nine games was enough. And I, I, this is why I thought they had to keep divisions to a certain degree, but I don't know how theoretically you can have a true champion when you take the two teams with the best record to play each other. And those two teams avoided playing half the conference. And so this is going to be really bad. So this is division less. um, It's just going to be one to 16 is essentially yeah. yeah, 1 to 16, and you're going to play eight games. How are you going to be able to determine? The, 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 the records aren't going to be the same because some, some team is going to play Alabama, Georgia, and LSU and Florida, and then another team is going to play none of those but get to play Vanderbilt and Kentucky and Ole Miss or Mississippi State or whatever. And how in the world can you sit there and say that these the, the two teams with the best record are going to be the two best teams in the league with that? No, um, and – Let's talk a little 
business for a second. As Smoky Mountain Red pointed out, I wanted nine, but I get the argument against it with no extra money from ESPN, an extra loss hurting the SEC playoff chance. But with expanding the playoffs, that shouldn't be that big of a factor. That's the thing. With the expanded playoffs, I think both would work, theoretically, to get the most SEC teams in. Nine makes a lot more sense because I'd rather see, just from a fan's perspective, I'd rather see more SEC games. But you're right, the fairness of it is all-out goofy as well. And I think the – I want to go back to something you said about Sankey because I think the SEC has been very fortunate. They've had great leadership. Would you agree with that all the way back to Roy Kramer? I would give it with Roy Kramer, yeah. I think since Roy Kramer – I think, and I think Mike Slide was a good leader, but I think a great leader. I just think it becomes – it's Roy Kramer made the SEC something easy to lead because it was such a good product. Yes, but he he went with he got the BCS started. He got a unified ranking system. That was him. Mike Slive cleaned up the league. That was him. Greg Sankey's ultimate uh, remembrance, his resume will be built on expanding the conference. And I thought that Texas and Oklahoma was an incredible get by Greg Sankey. But now it kind of feels like maybe Texas and Oklahoma just called them two SEC media days ago and said, we want to join. And there was zero plan and they just took them and it leaked via, I believe the San Antonio free press and it leaked during SEC media days. And you just get the feeling that this isn't the same type of leadership that we're used to. And it makes me wonder a little bit, is it getting too big to control when controlling 12, 14 teams. I mean, that's doable over the years. You can easily get a unified front. They didn't have a unified front here. And it makes me wonder about the whole idea of, uh, of even adding Texas and Oklahoma. Was that something the SEC wanted to do or they felt like they had to do because the Big Ten would have gobbled them up? They, well, the Big Ten could not have added Oklahoma because of the AAU thing. They could have added Texas. And so I think, but see, I'm not sure about the AAU. Th- I mean, couldn't they just, if they really wanted to, I mean, couldn't they just find a way around that? Oh, they, yeah. Well, they, I mean, Notre Dame just joined AAU, but they had an open invitation to Notre Dame for the last 10 years, and they didn't care that they weren't AAU. So, it, yes, I agree. They could have found a way around it. I, I, I would say that Greg Sankey, this is, I've been criticizing this for a while. I, he, he did the ESPN deal. You're right. Here's what happened. This is very clear what happened. He did the ESPN deal. Then Texas and Oklahoma came calling. And now he's going back to try to negotiate with ESPN. And for those who wonder about the payouts, the reason that many schools are sticking with eight games, it's not just about the number of schools in the college football playoff where they haven't even addressed how the conferences are going to get their payouts yet when they get into the playoff. That's something that has to be figured out. It's the payout. Won't that go just back into bowl money? Like, It'll be dispersed. Or do you get more if you make the playoff? There's a specific payout. Okay. It's based on the revenue that the college football playoff generates as a whole. It's divvied up to the conferences based on who they put in. So I think right now it's like if the SEC puts two teams in, they get half the revenue from the college football playoff that that gets to be paid out to the schools. And I don't know how they're going to do it with 12 because, quite honestly, 12, you're going to have a haves and have nots because the Big Ten is going to have three teams in and the SEC is going to have four teams in. And then everybody else is going to have one. So, it, I mean, that's going to create an even larger imbalance. I think what – but you're right. 12 teams, it doesn't really matter. Where it's a big deal, though, is the reason they're sticking with eight games, a lot of them, 
is what you just brought up, the bowl game payouts. Those still exist. Yes. And they want to – the SEC wants to maximize those payouts, I believe, because they can't get ESPN to renegotiate this deal. ESPN got the sweetest deal ever with, with right. the SEC. I agree they got a sweet deal. I still think the fringe benefits of being on ESPN is worth it, but we, we've had that discussion before. I, it looks like, according to Chris Lowe, who does a great job of reporting for ESPN and has for decades, uh, it, Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, Florida, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, it, those are stated as obvious rivalries by Alex Scarborough, and I'm not trying to throw him under the bus, but um, he, he, he also mentioned – Later in the article that Alabama, Tennessee, Auburn, Georgia, and Texas A&M would be priorities as well. Those need to, those are right up there with, they're certainly up there with Georgia, Florida. Um, and they have more impact on the league and the competitiveness than Mississippi State Ole Miss. Alabama, Auburn, I'll give you that. That's the Iron Bowl. But you, you have to preserve these. And in particular, Alabama, Tennessee is the one that most of our – uh, listeners and viewers care about. And if that goes away, then I would be another step in disappointed. I mean, that's when you're getting into Roger Goodell territory, Caleb. And that's not what Greg Sankey wants to do. No, not at all. It's it, it, here's what's happening. It's I, I just wrote this funny enough. I just wrote a column on this. It, it cheats the fans who care about rivalries. This is going to cheat the fans more than any other change has ever cheated fans in the SEC. When the SEC split to two divisions in 1992, yes, Tennessee lost its rivalries with Auburn and Ole Miss, but it still kept the core rivalries, and rivalries come and go. But there's some that are untouchable. This is going to create some untouchable rivalries being touched. and But at the same time, Nobody's going to benefit more than Tennessee, Dave. Because guess who Tennessee's one permanent opponent's going to be? Well, it better be Alabama. No, because Alabama's one permanent opponent has to be Auburn. Okay, well, you've got to figure out a way to save that next year. Yeah. Before 2025. So who will their permanent opponent be? Vanderbilt? Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Could you imagine? (laughs) Let me ask the message board then. And weigh in. Are you okay with... Dropping Alabama, again, streaky series, I know that, but Alabama is always going to be better than Vanderbilt, even on their worst day. Are you okay with losing that rivalry so that your one permanent opponent is Vanderbilt? I'm not. I do not think that's okay. I think the rivalry means something. Same thing for the Iron Bowl, Texas, Texas A&M as well, Auburn, Georgia, Mississippi State Ole Miss with the Egg Bowl, that's huge. I don't think Georgia-Florida is a huge rivalry. I I will tell you where that comes from. That comes from the big daddy Georgia boosters. That's the reason that game is played in Jacksonville, because they live in South Georgia. So, yes, it's a rivalry, no question. But I'm curious, you're you're a little bit younger than me, Caleb. Do you see that of the same ilk as Alabama, Auburn, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Texas, Texas A&M? Auburn, Georgia, or Tennessee, Alabama. Where would you put Georgia, Florida? Yeah, I don't put it on the on that on that list. No, my my top like rivalries are Alabama, Auburn, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Alabama. I think those are the three most important untouchable games in the SEC. By the way, with Texas and Oklahoma joining, Texas, Oklahoma is going to be is an untouchable one too. Now, by the way, you can't touch Texas, Oklahoma. And yeah, that's not even mentioned in this 
in this column, yeah. in this report. Yeah, I mean, I don't – Texas has to have two, right? Texas A&M and Oklahoma. If not, you know, what are we doing? Exactly. And so this is where this whole and, – and, and sitting down way, your, it's like sitting down with your family to play Monopoly and you don't talk to any of your family members. This is why the league should have gone and stuck with divisions. I The reason they don't like divisions is you don't like the whole – there could be a four-loss team win one division and play for the title against a one-loss team. But there's still the same competitive imbalance when you do no division. But at least with divisions, you can protect every rivalry. The only rivalry that's been I, – I think I told you this the other day. If you, if you went to divisions – Move Alabama and Auburn into the east. Move Missouri into the west. You have eight and eight, a perfect split. Missouri should be in the west anyway, given where they are geographically. And then you have a perfect split. You know the only rivalry that's been played more than 90 games that you would lose if you did that? Mississippi State-Alabama. Does anybody care about Mississippi State-Alabama? That is not a rivalry at all. (laughs) Travis, and I totally agree with this, Tennessee should play Bama, Georgia, and Florida every single year till the end of time. Absolutely. It's not going to happen, but you're right. Somebody's going to drop off of there, I believe. And I think if they ever get to the nine-game schedule, it will be Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Alabama, if they ever get there. But uh, I agree with you. And it's funny you talk to players, too. And we talked to Cooper Mays about this on our YouTube channel. And I've talked to Fred White about it. We might even get his take today, as he'll join us here in just a bit. You know what all of those guys said? None of them said, oh, that schedule is too tough. They said, bring it on. I can't imagine a Tennessee schedule without an Alabama and a Georgia. I can't imagine a Tennessee schedule without a Florida. Bring it on. And the other thing that is so frustrating to me, and I'm going to take this out on the athletic directors because they're the ones voting for it more than Sankey. Because I'm going to give Sankey a little bit of a pass because I think his track record's been really, really good. But when you look at these teams and the fact that they do not put preserving rivalries over success and possibly making the college football playoff, if, if that's your mindset, you're a loser. I'm sorry. If you don't think your team can stay with their current rivals – And in Tennessee, let's say it's worst case scenario as far as toughest Bama, Georgia, Florida, and you can't make a top 12, then you don't deserve to be in the championship conversation anyway. And if those athletic directors were thinking that, then you're in the wrong conference. It's going to be a rough couple of decades for you. Yes, and I want to call out Alabama because Nick Saban has been screaming for nine games for years, and the time came yesterday, and they voted for eight. Apparently, Who all voted for eight for the record? Let's get that out Uh, there. Tennessee was one of them. I, um, as far as I'm aware, the only ones that won in nine were let, let me pull this up: Georgia, Florida, um, Georgia, Florida. I believe Texas A&M. I'm looking at it now. Um, let's see: Florida, Georgia, LSU, Missouri, and Texas A&M were the only ones who voted for nine games. By the way, credit to Florida. They voted for nine SEC games, and they still have to play Florida State every year, too. So, I mean, it, it's – I, I got to give them a major shout-out for that, honestly. On the message board, I hated the 15-year drought to Bama, but that one year, uh, one win last year was bleeping worth it. And you're right. Those are what rivalries are. And I'm, I'm incredibly disappointed and su- su- surprised disappointed that – 
the SEC didn't get this done. But Caleb Giroux, who uh, did a great job on Cooper Mays' thoughts on the ever-changing face of college football, that's on offthehooksports.com. We were, we were talking yesterday, and I just told him, I said, I'm getting to the point where I can't tell where this thing is, but it sounds like it's going south. And the news actually broke while we were having a conversation. This is the type of thing that the SEC used to just take care of. And they didn't take care of it, which is still very, very, very stunning to me. Now, my, my, the one thing I will say there, maybe, maybe there's a second, maybe there's a little bit of 3D chess going on here. Maybe this is to leverage ESPN to pay a little bit more for the deal because nobody wants nine games more than ESPN. Because you, I don't think ESPN paid for Vanderbilt Austin P um, in, 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 in September, honestly. So. Now, if, if this is just in a, a TV negotiation deal behind the scenes, I'm going to be really upset. So tell me about this new policy. The SEC is suggesting that teams have to pay their opponents $500,000 that the fans rush the field. Yes. So this came out. This is was part of the how much I SEC love. This meeting. is how much I love this. Hey now. Love it. <laughs> yes, it will. It's a five hundred thousand dollar fine for repeat offenders. The first offense cost a hundred thousand. The second two fifty, and the third five hundred thousand. And what's going to happen is, it also it basically you're going to have to pay some of the money to the opposing school that you stormed the, that you beat or played when you stormed the field. And I think they should have to stroke a check to the other team's collective, the other program's collective. Help their NIL if you charge the field. Now, people are like, man, Dave just turned into a real fuddy-duddy. But I have been in those situations, and they're dangerous. And I was I was in a situation, Caleb, I'm not sure if I shared this with you, at Georgia, when Georgia rushed the field when they beat Tennessee. And there were two young ladies in front of me, and suddenly it moved, and it was like your feet weren't even moving, but your body was. They got knocked down, me and another guy. I had my your work bag to write and me and another guy helped those young women up or they would have been trampled. Uh, There was also a lady in that very field charging incident that suffered a spinal injury. So you can call me the old fuddy duddy if you want to. And there's no way to stop fans from charging the field, but this is a way to at least make learned fans say, maybe this isn't the best idea. And the thing is, if you out of, all the fans that charge the field, if you cut that number in half and it's a slow trickle onto the field, that's okay. But it's when there's a mass of people, and I've seen that happen about three times in my career, and it ain't safe. It ain't safe. And I, I thought there were pictures of that I saw of Tennessee fans charging the field uh, when the Alabama win. And I don't blame you for doing it, but I thought there were shots that I saw and pictures that looked very unsafe to me. David, you're not an old fuddy-duddy on this. I'm more radical than you on this. I think there should be I think there should be criminal charges for people who storm the field. Honestly. I mean, I I, I really do. I, I think that's that is that's basically you're basically causing a riot. You can say whatever you want. It's 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 effectively a riot. It is an uncontrollable mass mob that can lead to destructive outcomes. It's very clear you're not allowed to go onto the field when you go into these stadiums. You accept that as a fan. The same way we tell players they should never go into the stands, by the way. That's why Ron Artest got suspended for a whole year. (laughs) Because you can't jump into the stands and beat the heck out of a fan. 
There is a clear barrier between the players and the fans that should always exist within the stadium for safety reasons. In any other realm of life, if there's a mob like that, everybody in the mob gets charged. Everybody. And I would just say, and, and I, we know we can do it. Look at what they're doing with however you feel about it with the January 6th stuff. They're able to go back and find every single person that was in that crowd and charge them. You can find every person that was in the crowd now with modern technology who stormed the field of Tennessee. And we got, we got suggestions of Claymore's uh, German Shepherds sniper towers. There actually are snipers at every game. Did you know that? I did not know that. <laughs> I did not know that. That's actually scary as heck to think about. If you stay late enough because you had a right, you might leave on the same elevator with them. Just That is crazy. Vassy <laughs> Lawn and Garden. Man alive, it's worth the drive from Nashville, Knoxville, Chattanooga. It doesn't matter. They're in Cleveland, Tennessee. And they're fantastic. Fassy Lawn and Garden, man alive. It is worth the drive. Toro, count on it. Industrial commercial mowers as well. So what do you think about my idea of you rush the field, you support the opponents in IL? Oh, I'm, I'm fine with that, too. I'm totally fine with that, too. Yeah, you got to give money to the NIL collective. <laughs> I mean, that's a better – that is a – but, you know, are drunk fans going to think about that when they're about to storm the field? Like, oh, you know, that NIL I'm about not- to support – but see, here's the thing. Not everybody's drunk when they go to the game. So I think there are some people that get caught up in the moment that aren't drunk that might say, you know, I'm not going to do this because it could. Co-. But that's the thing. Once it starts, I mean, I would like to say a slow trickle would be the worst you would get if you had this. But a slow trickle is going to be enough to get the fine. Yeah. And also, it's like you just said, people get caught up in the moment. Like if you're in the stands and you see a trickle and the fine comes down, well, the trickle, the fine's already there. I'm storming the field just to be a part of it now. I mean, that's what's going to happen. And I'll ask you this too, because this is before we work together on a regular basis. What were your thoughts on the Alabama player striking the Tennessee fan while on the field? Listen, I'm never for a man striking a woman. But if there's ever a situation, it is when they run into your place of business screaming and yelling. And I don't want to get into the minutia of that one incident, but that's the first time in my life where I almost sided with the guy. I didn't, but I thought about it. I didn't because I, I saw the camera, but I, I saw like how it played out. But I will say this. Yeah, we know, like, again, fans shouldn't, I mean, players shouldn't go into the stands to beat up fans. But when the fan goes into your arena, which is the field or the court, I think that's fair game if the player wants to beat the shit out of you. Oh, sorry, beat the S out of you at that yes. point. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's like the. I mean, it's like the Jalen McCullough thing. Somebody knocks on his girlfriend's door and tries to come in, and he's a drunken idiot. No, I think that you. I think that you should be able to dole out some retribution. I don't support violence against women. Says the message board. I knew that was coming. I think. It, I think. I think it hit one. It, uh, it reaches the level of self-defense once they go into your room or once they go onto the field, which is your area. That is your field. And so. what? You know. I mean, it's the same thing if a guy charges out on the volleyball court. Tennessee wins a volleyball championship. Smack him. Or smack him. She can smack him. Knock him. Spike him right yeah. in the face. Yes, she can. And again, 
if you choose to enter the arena of fighting with the player uh, of uh, uh, the player's personal space, you're violating them. They reserve the right to do what they want to do to you at that point. The reason I always defended Ron Artest for the stands thing, funny enough, even though he did go into the stands, that fan did he he was going after somebody he thought threw a cup of beer on him. So I mean, like again, you know, when fans are constantly like talking so much trash, like I bet you won't do this, you're terrible, you're terrible, and then they you go into their personal space and they're not supposed to hit you. I mean, that's on you, bro. Two minutes. Fred White will join us next. Thoughts on air-conditioned helmets. Let cooler heads prevail in Baton Rouge. He's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker. Two minutes. Fred White up next. I promise two minutes. Sun, sand, and salt water, the beach is a very relaxing place. Unless you wear contacts. Ow! Open your eyes to the best the beach has to offer with LASIK vision correction from Campbell Cunningham Laser Center. Ah. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Dare to compare. Our family has been creating one-of-a-kind pieces of jewelry in West Knoxville since 1986. Each piece is a combination of unique processes that bring your idea to life. Every day in our shop, a truly special item with a story all its own is being manufactured in our facility, bringing the history and family sentiment into a whole new generation of life. We are grateful that you chose us to be Knoxville's best jeweler, a title that we value and respect. Because to me, being a jeweler and owning a jewelry store are not the same thing. I'm Rick Terry, I'm a jeweler, and we want to be your jeweler. Kingston Pike and Campbell Station Road in the heart of Farragut and downtown on Gay Street right next to the Tennessee Theater. When you want a hard cider that's easy to enjoy, one that's crafted to perfection, you need Tennessee Cider Company. Some say it's the signature cider of the South. Others say it's the cure to your craving. They all say you'll savor every sip. With a selection of ciders free to sample, all it takes is one taste. Visit TNCiderCompany.com for more information, as well as to shop our ciders and merchandise online. Thirsty yet? Doors open at 10 a.m. What's up, everybody? This is Jacob Warren asking you to like, subscribe, and share. Dave needs this. Um, who's this guy? Hello, wizard. The Dave Hooker Show, Ooh. a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. What? YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the free Off the Hook Sports app. Back to Dave Hooker. So Caleb yesterday had a busy day, so he got a lot of sleep. I drank an energy drink this morning, which was my New Year's resolution not to do. So I got to June. That's pretty good, right, Caleb? That's really good. June. Yeah. So we've got plenty of energy. So <laughs> first segment was a little off the rails. Um, there we go. So we call it. I would like to apologize. 
Call it Greg Sankey. Uh, uh, maybe a little word slips. Uh, here we go. Off and running. So I'll follow that up with some more caffeine and Coca-Cola. If you're watching, I'd be more than happy to be. Uh, I think it's an influencer or something like that. If you would like to put a Coke machine in my studio, which they're doing with some friends of mine in Birmingham, I would like a Coke. Uh, I need a Coke machine right behind me, Coca-Cola. Here you go. There you go. So, oh, oh, and I'm a, I'm supposedly uh, pro-women bashing is supposedly what. That was a heck of a first segment. <laughs> yeah, we were really off and running. So all set for Fred White to join us here momentarily. First, though, I want to discuss this, Caleb, and this is LSU has these air-conditioned helmets. So they've got these these helmets that'll keep their heads cool. And if there's any one or two schools that need it, it's LSU because that place is absolutely hot, hot. Like people in the South, when they see a good-looking girl, hot, H-A-W-T, hot. And I'm curious as to the best innovations in modern-day football. What are they? I'll give you an easy one, and it can be a broadcasting or more. So let's go with good and bad. I want to hear from you on the message board. So I've got a good and bad one that's going to surprise you. Because I was watching, yes, I'm a loser, the 92 Cowboys-San Francisco NFC Championship game in San Fran that the Cowboys won. Alvin Harper, former of all, caught a nice little slant route for about 80 yards down to the six. It was an incredible play call on first and 10. The Cowboys had the lead, but they went aggressive one after it. So, yes, I'm a loser. I didn't have anything better to do. It's putting the dad blame score up on the television the whole time because they didn't used to do that. And I wanted to watch it with my son, and I'm I'm having to like take notes for the score. The other one that I hate, and this will surprise you, Caleb, I hate the line for the first down. I know ball. I know where the first down is. I hate that. Never needed it. Never liked it. It's inaccurate at times. Not a fan of it. What innovations in football do you love and do you hate? Let's hear from you, message board. You go. Somebody okay. said, uh, oh, somebody said the AC jockstrap. I'm not familiar with that yet, but maybe that's coming around. Uh, one of my underwear. One of my innovations that I love is the, it's funny, the XFL folded after a year in 2001, but they did the sky cam. And I do love the sky cam now with, with football. It's a, it, it's a great way to watch the game. Oh, love it. Oh, love it. Love it. Love it. So I, I will tell you this. It needs to be the sky cam all the time. It needs to be like when you're playing Madden so that you can see the whole field because I like to read secondaries and I can't do that unless I'm there in person. There are times last year that I was unsure of a coverage scheme and I, it was hard for me and you and I discussed the second level coverage. It was hard for me sometimes to determine if that was second or third level and you just kind of have to let it go. And no, I, I think it should be the Madden view the entire time. I agree. You know what, what I'm shocked that they haven't done, though? So if, who, if any of you guys watch tennis, you barely need a line judge anymore because they have a, they mm. electronically chip the ball and they chip the they microchip the line. So you, you there's no judgment call. You just know if the ball went out of bounds or not. 
And it takes half a, it takes half a second. No review, none of that. Yeah, none of that. I don't know how they still do the chain gang and measurements in football. It's the dumbest, most outdated thing. You telling me you can't with all the money in college football and the NFL, you can't make the field electronic where you can tell where the ball was when you're down. So inaccurate too. Spotting of the football is the most inaccurate thing in sports. It really is. The fact that they're still doing that and they're still bringing out the chain to like measure it. It's just so hilarious to me because again, it only at no other point do they take it to that exact measurement. Okay, do you think when a player catches a ball down the sideline for a 45-yard gain, any, anybody's like, well, where does this exact spot need to be at that point? No, it's only on these running plays for like a yard. It is so dumb, and it's so stupid. And I think half the reason they do it, Davis, for theater. I don't know why they don't make the goalpost electronic, where you can tell if a kick was good or bad, if it goes a little – there are some times where it barely goes over the line. And yep. I just – there are so many things that – I, I think half the reason they don't do it is the part of the theater of football is the controversy of the spot, honestly. If it's a link, there's it's a coin flip whether or not they got it right. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. I mean, there's no more inaccurate thing in all of sports. And we love football. I'm a football guy. I'm not knocking. Uh, innovations. Things you love, things you hate, things you'd like to see. Smoky Mountain Red says, I think ESPN would make a ton of money offering a secondary Skycam Madden view on a subscription basis i'm in i'm buying it i lit well i can write it off but i literally would pay a hundred dollars a month for that if i had madden view on every single thing it's called the all 22 among coaches because you can see all 22 players but if i could have that pay a hundred dollars a month i'd write it off and i would have no issue with spending that money i'm with you i'm totally with you Let's talk. Oh, I, I want to bring up a bad one though for a minute. I'm not a hater of him. I'm not like one of these like people who gets mad at wokeness all the time. It bothers me. But the worst idea ever was remember when LeBron tried to get a little extra woke and LeBron James tried to launch glass helmets as a thing for football because it was see through helmets so players could be seen more and respected. It's like a marketing thing. Yes. Yeah, that's dumb. So these That's LSU helmets, the, the way they work, they're air-conditioned football helmets. And um, it is a company um, posted a video to TikTok of some LSU players trying out the new helmets and reacting this week. So a few years ago, the Office of Innovation and Technology Commercialization at LSU filed a patent for cooling and circulation technology and eventually licensed it to Tiger Air. So in all sincerity, is this an unfair advantage? Because it is licensed to Tiger Air, so a patent can last up to seven years. If you're playing LSU and they got cool helmets and you don't, that's a true advantage. I mean, all joking aside, that's an advantage if it works. I mean, it is, but hey, the University of Florida invented Gatorade in the late 60s, and that was an advantage in football. The electrolytes... So, I'm curious too. We were discussing this last night on our message board. So, I remember the days, and I'm not comparing us to him, but I remember the days when you would turn down the television and you would listen to John Ward. You remember those days? That was a big thing. Yep. And I as do. a matter of fact, I didn't even know who the TV announcers were half the time. And I'm curious would people be interested 
in our community of essentially watching the game together. So Caleb and I, maybe that Giroux kid, would be on a stream, talk through the game. Your thoughts, discuss it on the message board if you think that's a good idea. We can't show the game because then we would get sued by, what is it, Learfield Communications? They would come down hard on us. That would be bad. Nobody wants to get sued. But that's why we get LLCs. Um, Other innovations, Caleb. What would you like to see? The chip thing is the natural one to me. Yeah, it's just so obvious. They just choose not to do it. Um, at least get rid of the measurement. How about the, at least get rid of the changing? How about the ref just say you have to push the ball past this yard marker? <laughs> I mean, no, I'm, I'm fine with all that. And something definitely needs to happen um, because um, when you look at innovations to the sport, that seems like an easy one. And I, there are countless games that have gone the wrong way because of a bad spot. And it's impossible. I'm not ripping the refs, but it is impossible. Tennessee getting some respect, sort of, by odds makers. It is time for four downs. First, this on the message board. Okay. Tennessee Jr. says, sure, I'd be game. Rather listen to you all than those horrible TV jackasses. Well, there we go. I think we're on to something. I mean, oh, by the way, though, you know what's good is the, the Manning cast, which is essentially, I thought of that idea 20 years ago. Okay. I'm just saying, I did. But what would be, what is not good? is Stephen A. Smith and some Josh Hart that I don't even know on during the NBA Finals game last night. Yeah. (laughs) I was at David Buster's with a friend. It's like, change the TV. We can't hear what's happening. It's hilarious you say that because, like, I still think that people are so behind the curve of, don't get me wrong, you want your regular play-by-play guy and you want your color analyst to break the game down. I'm fine with both of those. I don't understand how how – networks haven't realized so you need a third guy on there that's just entertainment and hilarious like i remember there was talk of charles barkley being on monday night football and they decided not to because oh you know he doesn't really know football so what so what he would have been so entertaining i think that's the one thing that's another thing the xfl got right they were like hey let's get former wrestlers to broadcast these games because it's entertainment and i mean i'm sorry this whole like this is this is what me and you cover football we love it I hate people within football inner circles because they think they're so important. And, yeah. and th- true, true, they do. And that's kind of one of the reasons I like Kirk Herbstreit. It's funny you mention that. He's always been a down-to-earth guy when I talk to him. But, you know, the Manning cast, the reason it works is because he's funny and he's entertaining. The Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, the, the Stephen A. Smith screaming at you, interviewing a guy named Josh Hart. I still don't know who that is. And looking to his left the whole time because he's trying to watch the game. I mean, that that's something we would have to get over for the now-named Hooker Cast on the message board. Hooker Cast. Oh, my gosh. It, you can't I mean, beat this, that. The, the Hooker Cast. We have something here, Dave. We've got the something only here. Thing, I'll tell you, the only reason I don't want to do it is because Manning did it. But I swear to you, I thought of it 20 years ago. We could do it. We won't talk. We won't show the game. But we could. I, I still think we could do it. I think this is a way yeah. But it looks like I'm move. copying him. I thought no, of it doesn't. 20 years ago. No, it okay. doesn't because they're showing the game with me. You can actually watch the game with the Manning one. You can't really watch the game with us because we are. But I, 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 
guys, this might we might do this, and we may not just do this for Tennessee games. Quite honestly, we might. Oh, good lord, Caleb! I have to have a life. Not on Saturdays in the fall. It's fair. I love what I mean, Josh Pate does, and he just shows the betting lines up there. What we need, though, we need running stats. So we're workshopping this on the air, which is we really are things. workshopping this with you guys. If you guys have suggestions, let us know. We're up and down because I saw that last night, and I was like, if Stephen A. Smith can do it with attention deficit disorder, and some guy named Josh Hart, I don't know, then I can pull that off. Well, wait till next year when Stephen A. Smith and Pat McAfee are doing this, and that that'll be a great level of screaming. Oh, and Shannon Sharp is leaving undisputed. He, I, my guess is he's going to go join Stephen A. in first take. Can you imagine those screaming matches, Shannon and Stephen A.? I mean, I, I want to tell you this though, uh, Shannon Sharp's really good. I love Shannon. He, he doesn't go over the top like Skip Bayless does. No, he so, doesn't. All right, and, Elias says I believe ESPN's live stats has an app. Wait, we have an app too, so download it. But we're going to work on this. We're going to workshop it off the air at some point because this feels unprofessional. Here we go. Four Downs is now brought to you by Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and on. Four Downs. Four questions. Four answers. The Dave Hooker Show. Four. 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 Downs. A presentation of offthehooksports.com. All right, Tennessee has the fifth best odds to win the SEC, not the East, the entire conference. Let's discuss the four teams ahead of them. Brought to you by Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Han. Look at me. No contacts, no glasses. That's because I got LASIK, and it is absolutely awesome. They do cataract surgery as well. They also will be glad to take care of your annual vision checkups with their individual centers and their local that's really the key local all right four downs first down georgia should they be ranked and have better odds to win the sec than tennessee i think that's an easy one on first down that's a yes based off what we know and have seen correct that's a yes and also for those who don't realize georgia's at negative 110 even the number one team is usually not at negative odds so that literally means Caesars is pitting Georgia versus the field. You can bet Georgia versus the field. That's like back in the Tiger days when you could get odds Tiger versus the field. You just don't hear that. You don't hear any team versus the field or any person in the sport. So you're right. I I know enough about gambling to know that's incredibly rare. All right, let's stick with first down on Georgia. What has to happen for Tennessee to topple Georgia? Give me one thing on Georgia's side or Tennessee's side for them to end up winning the SEC instead of Georgia? Well, they have to beat Georgia head-to-head in Allen. Well, I know, but what has to happen with either of the two teams? Oh, um, I think Georgia has to be very lackadaisical, not taking the season seriously. I think that's very possible because I think there is a – Thumb, your no- thumb my nose at the college football world FU approach that Kirby Smart is taking right now. And I think that that's, I think that is, that filters works down out. to the players. Yeah, filters it filters down to the players. players. And, and, and it becomes, you know, this with Fulmer. Fulmer, by towards the early 2000s, he could get his kids up to play Miami on the road or to play Florida on the road or to play Georgia on the road or something like that. 
But then there's that regular game at home, like maybe Georgia at home in 2003, Auburn on the road 2003, where he couldn't get them up to play that game. Well, I'm going to go with something a little bit more simple and more macro. Carson Beck has to be a bust. I mean, if, if he's not a good football player, then Tennessee has a real shot of beating Georgia. Stetson Bennett turned into a very good football player at quarterback. They didn't need a very good football player at quarterback, but they got it eventually as his career developed. So that's what has to happen in my mind. Carson Beck has to be a bust. Alabama has better odds than Tennessee. Update me on the odds, but also, Caleb, what has to happen macro for Tennessee to win the SEC instead of Alabama? So Alabama's at plus 240. I believe that's fine for them to be ahead of Tennessee. What has to happen for Tennessee to win it instead of Alabama? What you said about Carson Beck, Tyler Buckner has to be a bust for Alabama. That quarterback. Okay. They, their quarterback situation has to be unsolved still. Yeah, and it pretty much is. It is, yeah. But, yeah, I love that people are still giving us ideas on the hooker cast. I'm saving all of those, okay? So if I get distracted, it's because I'm copying and pasting because when we end the stream, we lose the content, uh, the, uh, the comments, which I hate. All right, so now these two surprised me a little bit. Not a lot. One of them a lot. LSU has better odds. What has to happen for Tennessee to win the SEC instead of LSU? Uh, well, I'm the L- resident LSU homer on this show. So I know you are. Again. And so for Tennessee to win the SEC instead of LSU – they have to hope somehow LSU doesn't get to the SEC title game or that Jaden Daniels gets hurt. Again, you're going to stick with quarterback? That's what you got? But not be a bust this time, just that he gets hurt. I think Jaden Daniels is a low-key Heisman favorite this year. Okay, I think what has to happen is that Florida has to be good because LSU plays Alabama the week before they play Florida. That's going to be a big game for Alabama. It's in Tuscaloosa. And then the very next week, it's Florida at uh, Tiger Stadium. If Florida's good, they're still somewhat, and I think there's going to be more of that this year because they're going back to a physical style of play. There's a hangover from playing Alabama. Okay, so I think that Florida has to be good, then beat LSU and Tennessee uh, has an opportunity. Now, the one that surprises me, fourth down that was third down a&m why do they have better odds to win the sec than tennessee can you play what the h for this one i mean i guess i can we've already done it but let's do it we got it for this what was he thinking release the hounds the dave hooker show keep cool a presentation of off the hook sports.com Yeah, hit hit, hit Tracy Morgan again. Hit Tracy Morgan again. That's crazy. All right. Why does A&M have better odds in Tennessee to win the SEC? Your guess is as good as mine. I wanted to scream when I saw this. Caesars, are you crazy? Texas A&M, for those who don't know, is plus 1,200. Tennessee is plus 1,400. How could you think? we work with Zen Sports, everyone. Download the app, Zen Sports. More to come. Yes, how could you think that Texas A&M has better odds in Tennessee? They were forget the fact that they were worse last year significantly. They were 5 and 7, Tennessee was 11 and 2. Texas A&M plays in the SEC West, so they have to get past Alabama and LSU. Tennessee's only barrier is Georgia. So, again, Texas A&M has more barriers to get past to get there. 
And they made the most desperation hire ever this year in Bobby Petrino as offensive coordinator. That's not going to work with Jimbo Fisher. The program is filtery. It, it, it's sliding significantly. Jimbo Fisher's on the hot seat. Even if you think Texas A&M is going to be better than Tennessee, which they're not, Tennessee is going to beat them. Oh, Tennessee hosts Texas A&M in Knoxville this year. So head-to-head, Tennessee's likely to beat them. Yeah, I'm not as down on A&M as you are. I think Bobby Petrino will bring some semblance of a, a unified, normal, easy offense. And unlike a Josh Heupel offense, I don't think it takes a year to learn. I think he's pretty pro-style. So I'm not as down on A&M. I still would probably like Tennessee to win that game. I want to see how some things shake, up, shake out a Tennessee's uh, quarterback position. I want to see Joe Milton play, basically. And I – but them having better odds just makes no sense to me. The hot seat thing can, bam, it can become a factor in September because it's the reporter's jobs to ask about being on the hot seat, especially when you got that. Nobody's going to feel sorry for them. No reporter is going to feel sorry for a Jimbo Fisher and his buyout. So they're going to ask the tough questions. But don't forget, they have to go to Miami in Miami in September, they should beat La Monroe the next week. Then they host Auburn, who I like a little bit more than you. Then they host Texas on the last day, Texas A&M, excuse me. Or no, they travel to Arkansas. Gosh, they travel to Arkansas the last day of September. They could be two and three by the end of September. And then the wheels come off. Yeah, and, and you know this. You know this covering the Derek Dooley year in 2012. As he started to lose more games and it was the defining year of his career, it got it, it got it more and more unraveled because he knew he was losing his job. And it culminated with that Vanderbilt game that year when everybody knew he was fired the week before after he had lost to Missouri. Everybody. He was fired in the papers and everything. And then Tennessee yeah. shows up at Vanderbilt and gets blown out, blown off yeah. the field. It's like when you go out with your friends and you're having uh, Tennessee cider and everything's good, and then somebody screams fireball. Okay, and then at that point, that's, that's the Dooley thing. Somebody screamed fireball and everything went off the rails. $3 <laughs> fireball, and then boom, it's gone. If you just stuck with the Tennessee cider, you'd have been great. Yeah, no, that's true. It, it's, work, it's a workshop in this, though. I got to get Tennessee Jr. says, if you do this stream, I think it should be really personal with the players' origin, class, prior school, etc. Let fans know uh, more about players and the fandom gets way deeper. Coop and Warren example. I love you, Tennessee Jr. That is a How can we interview Coop and Warren when they're playing? Well, we can't, but we can offer more. I know I've got a lot of background on a lot of these cats. And let's face it, why talk about the other team when most of our audience wants to talk about the Vols? I got no problem with that. Who oh, yeah, does this just... guy remind you of would be a good conversation, especially in the blowout games. Oh, yeah, like the Hooker Austin game. Can we go ahead and commit to HookerCast? HookerCast. Love it. HookerCast. Loving what this. about former players? Now, this is going to be difficult because they want to sit back and watch the game, but... If somebody's not going to games, what about a player a quarter? What do you like about that idea? Except that it's just incredibly awesome. It's incredible. And I know Mr. <laughs> Hooker over here has quite a few connections. And isn't there a right. former Tennessee player who we're emulating with this? 
yeah, Peyton. Uh, he's emulating me. He read my <laughs> mind from 20 years ago. <laughs> I swear to you, Caleb, I would not make this up. I fought that 20 years ago. No, I, I, I got a, you. Oh, Travis, yeah, there'll be a message board for the hooker cast. Yeah. yeah I want to interact with you guys, no doubt. And we can do this fancy thing, which I don't do enough, and that is we can actually, boom, share the message right on the screen. Hit like and subscribe. What are they supposed to do, Jacob Warren? What's up, everybody? This is Jacob Warren asking you to like, subscribe, and share. Dave needs this. Yeah. Uh, What about if we get Cooper to say, I'm about to snap the ball. This is the hooker cast. (laughs) (laughs) We got to get him mic'd up. Can we get a mic in their ear? (laughs) Too stupid and too good. Um, uh, Smoky Mountain Red said uh, Dave is getting high tech here. I mean, who hey, doesn't I thought he was going to say hi here because I am on a Friday sort of mode. Who doesn't love hookers on camera? I mean, you know. Yes. Yes. And yeah. uh, as <laughs> as uh, some gentleman once told Cotton, you usually have to pay extra for that. Usually you pay double for that, Cotton. Yeah. Which, okay. I, which, we will get a call from call from Learfield if we do this. You realize that. If we're just talking about it, we're not going to air the game, but if we can run the stats. I, I mean, oh, I, I think we are on to something. Um, it's this might, you know, by the way, I was like last year, years old when I found out that was Jason Bateman in dodgeball talking to Cotton. Yeah, I think before that gig, the last one he did was Teen Wolf 2. Oh, gosh. Oh, All Mr. Right. Jones said, is he suggesting we bring on John ja Morant? <laughs> I mean, he, right. he will probably be suspended for the first half of the year, so he'll have a lot of free time. Whiskey sponsorship for HookerCast is a must. No, no, no. Tennessee Cider Company and Tennessee Winery met with those fine people yesterday. So we've got some exciting things to talk about with them. Celebrate 98 series. Jermaine Copeland will be up today. He would be one of the first guys I would call. He was a surprisingly great interview. Surprisingly great. Uh, I loved it. Uh, All right. So think 89 balls. What did the 89 balls do, Caleb? Pick one word they did. Turn around. Turnaround. So the biggest turnarounds in SEC history, kind of. We'll look back. But more so, who could provide the biggest SEC turnaround this specific year? And I believe that Caleb Calhoun is going to say the uh, Texas A&M Aggies. That would be my guess. Stay tuned. Two minutes and Craving Wings South North Shore location where we've heard people say that you can get the best wings in East Tennessee. Pero quien es este? El numero 87, Jacob Warren. I'm just doing six for my sauce, 87, please. Imposible, señorita. Dale seis más. Look at these wings. Perfectas, deliciosas, fantásticas. Man, I don't know what you're saying, but it sounds awesome. How do you say fresh, never frozen in Spanish? Frescas, nunca congeladas. Make your way to Craving Wings and get you seis más. What was funny about Cadiz, we were a full continuum of care at that time. We had detox, we had inpatient, we had outpatient. So we were doing a lot of the things that we do now. But now we just do them so much better. It's really a simple program, but we're complicated people. 
I am what I am. And now i got to do something about it. You can take your life back. Call Cadis today. Got cataracts? We can fix that. Never miss another moment. With a little help from Drs. Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn at cctis.com. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get to Vasty Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasty, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vassy's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vassy Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. Our family has been creating jewelry since 1986. Each piece unique with a story all its own. I'm Rick Terry with Rick Terry Jewelry Designs. I'm a jeweler, and I want to be your jeweler. We're grateful that you chose us to be Knoxville's best jeweler. My family and staff look forward to serving you. So please come see us. Kingston Pike and Campbell Station Road in the heart of Farragut and downtown on Gay Street, right next to the Tennessee Theater. Here we go. Welcome back. My board's messed up today. I apologize. You're listening to the Dave Hooker Show, a presentation of OffTheHookSports.com. The internet is full of pictures of each and every one of you. Available on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the Off The Hook Sports app. Download now for free. Is there nothing you people can't do? Also available on OffTheHookSports.com. We gotta have one Ward on, by the way, on the Hooker cast. For a little Espanol action. Yeah. Smoky Mountain Red says, I have Bonnie Taylor to Tyler. Bonnie Tyler. I don't know country at all. No, Did she sing Turn Around? It's a total oh, click of the heart. Oh, I liked it better when it was in The Hangover. Do you remember that? When the wedding singer would sing Turn Around and it was full of expletives and what he's going to do. <laughs> Snoozlywed. I, I I'm thinking that no, that's the end. That's the very end, right? Yes. He sings "Candy Shop." Fifty Cent, the kid. And one, and one, he sings "Turnaround." No, There's one he two. sings "Candy Shop." There's "Hangover One" and two. Yeah, and "Hangover One" he sings "Candy Shop." Okay. There's one where he does "Turnaround," or maybe I googled the guy because I thought he was really funny, and I just found it uh, afterwards. Idea. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, we want to get to biggest turnarounds so we've got sec spring meetings now in the rear view so we have a good feel for the direction of the conference and i think we have a good feel for several of the programs out there that uh you know after spring practice we got a better feel so i want to go biggest turnaround turn around and obviously there are some teams that don't qualify okay because i'm going to place this parameter on it a turnaround is you have to improve your win-loss total by three games. So here are the teams that are excluded. Georgia, they're not going to go 18-0. and 0. Tennessee is 11-2. They can't go 14-2. So that leaves you in the East, South Carolina at 8-5. and five. They'd have to get to 11 wins. Kentucky would have to get to 10 because they had 7. Florida would have to get to 9. 
as would Missouri. They both had six. Vanderbilt would have to get to eight. And I tell you what, Caleb Calhoun loves him some Vanderbilt. Alabama and LSU are out of the running. I guess technically LSU could be because they won 10 games, but they won the West, so I'm excluding them. I guess they could win 13 games. So you got Mississippi State at nine and four, Ole Miss at eight and five, so they'd have to get to 11. Arkansas at seven and six, they'd have to get to 10. Auburn at five and seven, Texas A&M at five and seven, they would have to get to eight. So biggest turnaround team. This upcoming season brought to you by Craft Treats, crafttreats.com. Use the promo code off the hook, get 20% off on their fantastic assortment of pet treats. It includes the CBD chill pills. will help with your pet's anxiety. will also help with your pet's arthritis and digestive issues. Pretty awesome. It really is. And use the promo code off the hook. Get 20% off for the CBD chill pills or any other product on crafttreats.com. That's crafttreats.com. Mine's easy. And I'm pretty bully on this team. It's Auburn. I think they win eight games this year. They were five and seven. I think eight's very doable. I don't think that's difficult at all. I hate you, Dave. You took. You know I'm right though. No, you're absolutely right. It's 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 Auburn because obviously I'm not going to say Texas A&M because everybody knows that I don't think Texas A&M is turning anything around, and I don't think Florida's turning anything around either. So, yeah. So I'm uh, by default I would say Auburn, but I'm going to go here. All right, Dave. I'll I'll I'll, I'll let I'll, I'll I'll let you help me pick mine. Who wins between Missouri and Kentucky this year? Kentucky. I think they rode the Will Levis thing too hard. I think you get in a situation where he probably should have been benched because of injuries, and he really wasn't that great, which is shown in early offseason workouts in the NFL. So, I think they got too tied to Will Levis because he did look the part. So I think Kentucky could be a turnaround team. I think they'll beat Missouri. It wouldn't stun me if Kentucky won 10 games. They've done it before. Yeah. So I, 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 I'm I with you. They got Missouri at home. Kentucky's my turnaround team now. Because I'm looking at their schedule. Let me just run their out of conference for you real quick. Ball State, East oh, no. Kentucky, and Akron to open the year. That's 3-0. Then they visit Vanderbilt. Support your local group of five team. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> do so what you gonna... have to do. Invite them to your home. Give them a six-figure check. Support your group of five program. So the starting four and zero with Vanderbilt. Then they get Florida at home. I think they're beating Florida at home this year. So I think they're five and zero. And then they get Missouri at home. That's six wins. They visit Mississippi State, but we know Mississippi State's got issues this year. That's seven wins. They closed out the year visiting South Carolina and Louisville. I think they win both those games. I think that's nine. Guys, don't sleep on Tennessee at home, and don't sleep on Alabama at home either. They could win one of those games this year. Great stuff. As always, portions of the program brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning, cityheatandair.com. Integrity matters. You may not need a whole new unit. You may just need a part, some coolant. A lot of people will tell you, just replace that unit. What's six, eight, ten thousand dollars $10,000? Not City Heating and Air Conditioning, Integrity Matters. Over 50 years in Knoxville. I'm not going to call out the other HVAC companies in Knoxville that will immediately say new unit. They're out there. Okay. And it's not city heating and air conditioning, cityheatandair.com. 
Hope you have a fantastic weekend, everyone. Hooker cast coming to a stream near you soon. It's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker. Be sure and download the app if you haven't already. Check out over the weekend. We'll have uh, coverage of all that happened from SEC spring meetings. Might get some from Jimmy Himes as well, who is down there. And we'll have recruiting news via Caleb Jaru. So there you go. This has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Peace. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.